0: You're listening to the weekly wrap up on Sprott Money News.
1: Well, happy Friday from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday. It's November 22nd, 2019. It's time for your weekly wrap up. I'm your host Craig Hemke, and of course, joining me this week is Eric Sprott. Eric, happy Friday to you.
0: Hey, happy Friday to you too, Craig. And you know, to me, the week feels like a survival week. You know, we we're, we knew that uh, we're kind of set up that bad things could happen on the Comex, and so far they haven't happened. So, uh, touche to shade of that, and uh, we got about uh, four more days before the December contract expires. So, let's see how we do here.
1: In the U.S., it's also Survival Week because we got a lot of relatives and family coming next week too, Eric. So, got <laughs> yikes. Uh, anyway, it is that time of year though; it is the holiday season, and it's time for the Sprott holiday catalog. And we talked about the Pamp Swiss bars last week that Sprott uh, Money now has. It is definitely time for silver bar. Check out the Sprott holiday catalog at Sprottmoney.com. This year, we've made online shopping easier and fun with that interactive online catalog. In it, you'll find unique gifts to treat your friends, family, even yourself. Eric, I think I'll buy you a silver bar. Is that Do you want some silver we for We can people? trade
0: silver bars. i got lots of silver bars here. i got a lot of them with my name on them, too. And, of course, they sell those there as well.
1: Let's do this. I'll ship you one of the ones I have, and you can ship me yeah. one of the ones you have. I bet yours are a little larger than mine, so that'd be a good deal.
0: Well, mine are ten ounce bars. Ah, okay. I, I also like... have thousand ounce bars. Is yeah, that yeah, you want yeah. Me to send you a thousand yeah, ounce bar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend, like you said, <laughs> okay, <man. laughs> uh, that thousand ounce bar is hanging in there in terms of there value so far this week. Uh, what are your thoughts? as what have you seen this week?
0: Well, as I, at the outset, as I said, I mean, just surviving this huge December expiry is very, very critical. I mean. We're down to, what, about 230,000 contracts still open in gold, I think, on the December contract. Uh, That's 23 million ounces. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, We have a huge open interest. Well, we hit record open interest during the week. Yep. It came down yesterday, but it's way up there. So there's some kind of titanic struggle going on. I think particularly in silver, because the silver open interest is hardly budging here, and the, the price has moved up a little this week, I believe, net-net. Um, and so, you know, and, and the way the playing field sets up is the commercials are always the short. The banks are the shorts, and the speculators and funds are the longs. And so far, you know, it's a soft, but there's uh, if, if anybody asks for delivery here, it could change things dramatically. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it will be interesting. We've got option expiration on the Comex on Monday, just for everybody who keeps track of that. And we've got a market holiday, U.S. Thanksgiving, next Thursday, and then those December contracts officially go off the board into delivery next Friday. So we've got all of that on the calendar ahead of us next week. A lot of lousy economic data this week, Eric, out of the U.S., which would foreshadow more QE, uh, lower rates next year. But in the meantime, it seems it's all about the trade war. That's all that matters.
0: Well, the market seems to have a life of its own and a mind of its own here, Uh, as you and I have discussed many times. I mean, there's plenty of signs that there's weakening in the economy. Probably the most uh, notable one is the the GDP. Now statistics that we see where the the two of the reserve banks are suggesting GDP might grow like 0.3 or 0.4% this quarter, which is very weak. Uh, we see all sorts of data in the transportation area, where transportation, whether it's car loadings, truck haulage, uh, truck sales, whatever, is all falling off. Some uh, stores that uh, come out and have disappointed, Home Depot, Kohl's, even you know, Nordstrom and Gap both reported today, and the, the market seemed to like them. But Nordstrom sales were down 2.2 percent, and Gaps were down 4 percent. So, uh, you know, it's amazing how you can announce ahead of time you're going to have a weak quarter. Everyone adjusts their earnings estimate, and then you beat it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh they beat you know but anyway they're they're just poor quarters so uh, i think the other noteworthy thing is that bitcoin is uh getting beat up quite a bit here now i think i saw it trading at 71 or 7200 dollars. so the trade deal uh comes and goes it doesn't sound like you know they're making really making any headway there so uh not much to grab on to if you're a bull because the earnings weren't great the outlook seem to be weakening through time, so uh, maybe this market will have to uh, prove itself. The, the whole unicorn thing looks like it's dead, you know, whether it's Uber or WeWork, yeah. the whole SoftBank thing, uh, maybe even Tesla. As I keep watching this stone hitting the window of the uh, the new truck, the new <laughs> Tesla truck, and the the window keeps smashing every time I watch it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah. I got. I got to get me one of those. One of those. Uh, broken yeah, you better windows. get one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to get one as fast as I can. Um, kind of wrap this back into, into the Comex. Are you thinking as I am? You get. We get these expirations behind us. We get into December. We get some tax law selling behind us. I, as people begin to look into next year, again, you, the outlooks a lot like this year. The economy is slowing. More QE. More rate cuts. I, I don't see any other path. Do you?
0: No. No, there there can be no other path because around the world, everything's cooling out, right? I mean, so every central bank in the world is uh, trying to support their economy. And, of course, there have been many, many great articles written about the fact that, you know, as you get this more and more debt out there, it's harder. You've got to keep printing more each year to support the market because the debt keeps going up. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, we might end up like, you know, Weimar Germany here. <laughs> we can already print this stuff fast enough. But that that's, I think, what our future is. Yeah,
1: yeah. Even Chairman Powell was warning about that last week, that the debt is just growing too fast. But, you know, they're there to print the money if they need it. Um, hey, one more uh, thing before we start getting into the questions. I, I wanted to lay this on you. Uh, we are on, on, almost on our two-year anniversary, Eric, of you asking me to keep track of the exchanges for physical every day. Remember that? Yes, sir. It was in 2017 when all of a sudden we started seeing 10,000, 15,000 contracts a day show up in the exchange for physical category, which allegedly is, we never really even got to the bottom of it. It's like you're swapping a COMEX contract for some GLD? Or, I, who knows? Who knows?
0: We still don't know.
1: All right, so on November 24, 2017, you said, why don't you start keeping track of that? Let's see what the total is. All right, Eric, it's been almost two full years. You want to know the total? I do. <laughs> Four, as of yesterday, through yesterday, 4,420,395 contracts, COMEX contracts, have been exchanged for physical. Four
0: hundred million ounces. Four hundred million ounces.
1: That's that's exactly right. At 100 a hundred ounces per contract, ounces. that's four hundred and forty-two million ounces. Yeah. And um, you, I'm sure you've already done the math. That is thirteen thousand seven hundred and fifty metric tons.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh, five years of production, right? Yeah. Something like that.
1: If anything shines a light on what a scam that whole Comex thing is, wow. Okay. All right, Eric. Let's get. I've got a whole list of questions for you. Um, But before we get to them, I want to ask you about something you're involved in because it directly relates to so many of the shares, and people need to get behind this. And it is the Save Canadian Mining Initiative. What can you tell us about that?
0: Sure. Well, I got a call a couple of weeks ago by a fellow named Terry Lynch. He said, Well, we want to try to reinstate the uptick rule in short selling. I said, Man, that would be the most important thing that could happen because. When, when an uptick rule only allowed you to short when a stock on the previous tick had gone up, so you couldn't just hammer it down. Okay, and we we those of us in the uh, small cap area we see all too often stocks just getting pounded. Mm-hmm. We had one y- yesterday which I want to talk to Walbridge, which went down 15% in one day. I'm like, what the hell is in going on there? Yeah, yeah, in an hour almost, right? Like, it's ridiculous. Who would do that? Who who trying to sell to make the most money would do that? Only the guy who's shorting it. So we started this campaign where we're going to ask the regulators, the politicians, uh, companies to support us, individuals to support us, uh, to try to reinstitute that uptick rule, because it just gives the shorters whose only intent is to destroy value. What a wonderful calling in life. Right. Your intent is to destroy value. Yep. Uh, it just gives you know it gives them a just too much of an open playing field to hammer on things, and I think it's you know this rule was was, was in place for like a hundred years if not more, because people always knew that if you let people just pound on things, it, it's it's always like the uh, the the explanation follows the performance. You know why right. did Walbridge go down fifteen percent yesterday? Well, because of this, 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 and this. Well, what if because none of those are the reasons, of course, but. It's just because a guy hammered it down. So people make up reasons. In fact, the short sellers start going to the chat boards and making up all sorts of bullshit about why the stock's down. Right. And then get get other people to sell it. So it's just it's horrible where we've gone with all of that. And I'd like to see it change. And uh, if you go to SaveCanadianMining.com, you can, I think, t- uh, t- uh, press on a form there where you send your name in. And I would encourage the listeners to do that.
1: Absolutely, 100%. All right, my friend, some general questions first, and then I've got a list of, what oh, do we have, six miners that uh, you can uh-huh. comment on. Uh, okay. First of all, a uh, questioner wants to know, what is the approximate price, the market price has been paying for 43, 101 gold ounces in the ground?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, the market, what's the market paying? Yeah. The market doesn't pay what the guy taking them over pays, okay? That's True. the first thing. Because the, maybe the market pays, in uh, some cases, $50, maybe some cases 100 I don't think much more than that. But there have been takeouts where the, the guy taking them out will pay uh, $200, 300 and, and I would point out that even in answering the question, not all ounces are the same. And when I get to discussing Walbridge later on, I will very, very, very much make that point. Okay. So some ounces are worth a hell of a lot more. Than other ounces.
1: All right. How about uh, your Im- the value and the importance you place upon jurisdictions, countries sure. where miners are located sure. when deciding to make an investment?
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I must admit, I don't like investing in places where uh, some guy is the president or premier or whatever. Then the other guy gets elected and he changes everything, mm-hmm. and, and or there's corruption. And of course, that happens in uh, some continents more than others. So I primarily stick with uh, North America, including Mexico. Uh, I, I don't mind some South American investments, but there's some countries that are a little more unstable than other ones. Um, I tend not to go too far uh, east of Toronto. Uh, you know, some of the um, uh, Eastern European countries I get concerned about sometimes or a communist-dominated country so no, it's it's a it's a uh, starting factor in all decisions. You know, you have to wait the risk reward and the risk with a uh, you know a government that just comes along and changes the rules. It can be devastating. So yeah, it's 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 like what's happened in Burkina Faso. All of a sudden, it's not even the government that's changed. Uh, it was a very good place to invest in the gold mining business. Next thing you know, they got a bunch of uh, radicals there shooting up buses and and killing all sorts of mine workers. So can happen in a heartbeat. So you got to you got to mind where you are investing.
1: Uh, and then one extra question, I, and just basically, you invest in a lot of explorers, things like that. How often do you run into a situation where the drill result looked great, but the company ended up in bankruptcy because they kept drilling and they never found the actual gold or silver? And
0: Well, all I can say, Craig, is if you find the gold and it's economical, someone will care about it, okay? Someone will care about it. In other words, you won't go bankrupt. Uh, If you didn't find the gold, of course, that's a whole different story. Uh, So people aren't necessarily going to keep throwing money at a campaign that's not producing results. So a guy might want to drill more because he says, I think I'm going to find it. But, you know, it's sort of uh, fooled me once uh, sort of thing, and uh, I'm not going there the second time. So anyway, uh, most good companies survive. Most ore bodies survive. That that are economical. There's various reasons why some ore bodies that might have been considered uneconomical come back to be economical. And of course, the biggest one is the price of gold going up, right? Uh, and or um, you know, a change in um, in political environment. There's lots of reasons why all of a sudden you might go back somewhere that uh, and look again where it had gone bankrupt before. In fact, I think uh, Kirkland Lake has gone bankrupt a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. Way back when, of course, the price of gold mm-hmm. back then was, you know, twenty five dollars or something an ounce. So, uh, but there's lots of history of guys going broke. But it's not. If you're making money, I don't think anybody's going to be going broke here.
1: Right. Exactly. All right. And before we get to some of these specific shares, just a reminder: uh, a couple of things. I've got maybe twenty of them this week. I want to, everybody listening to know that that uh, if you submit a name. We do. I do ask Eric about it, and if he does not have an opinion, if he doesn't know anything about it, we don't talk about it. So I, I don't want anybody to think you're being ignored. Uh, we just simply can't get to all of them uh, in that kind of in that kind of sense. Um, Eric, before we get going, um, I, I want to double back to something we had last week because a lot of people, you know, we were talking about Wallbridge and uh, Balmoral, and we talked about Wallbridge, but then we never got a chance to talk to Balmoral. So if you could uh, go there again for us,
0: sure. Sure. Well, uh, as people... Oh, let's see. I'm trying to think of... Uh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I probably shouldn't comment on Balmoral this week. I will for sure next week, okay? Okay. I think I have to leave it at that.
1: All right. How about Walbridge? Do you want to...
0: Yeah, sure. No, I do want to talk about Walbridge. Yes. Uh, and, of course, I know lots of the listeners care about Walbridge, and perhaps a lot of them are invested in Walbridge and uh the first thing i want to say about yesterday's actions uh, i have been oh my god i wish i could buy this stock would i love to be able to buy this stock of course i can't because i'm over a certain threshold uh and i do believe it's a, a bear raid and i want to tell you that having spent probably another six or seven or eight hours looking at wallbridge subsequent to the last news release and kind of putting together what they have and when i look further at the drill intersections i would much rather explain it as over 11 meters of 80 grams 11 meters of 80 grams that's two and two-thirds ounces okay uh better than uh, the average grade at fosterville the swan zone better than okay then they come out and say we've done a hundred meter undercut and it uh, has 13 meters of visible gold and sulfites and things like that, but we don't have an assay yet. And then it was said we stepped up uh, 70 meters over here, did an undercut, and it had 30 uh, meters of visible gold and sulfides. Now, I can tell you that 200 meters by 200 meters by 10 meters gives you a million tons, okay? That's just simple math. Uh, if you put the specific gravity in, now if you got a million tons, if they were even just an ounce, you got a million ounces. Okay, a million ounces worth a billion and a half dollars U.S. for the Canadian view- listeners, uh, two billion dollars. Uh, well, Wallbridge is trading at under three hundred million today, and um, this this could be mined. An area a hundred meters by hundred meters by ten meters could be mined in two years. So you could mine your million ounces in two years at 500 tons a day, and that's all you have to do. That's what they were already mining in their bulk sample. So that would be the simplest thing in the world. And, and it would make, I mean, if it was, if it was something like 80 grams, it would make 75 grams of profit, okay? So on the uh, $2 billion of Canadian revenue, they would make about $1.8 billion of pre-tax profit. And that's when I say some ounces are more valuable than others. When an ounce mm-hmm. Can, can net you $1,300, you pay more than 100 for it in the ground. But there's lots of ounces that, uh, for example, and I'm not picking on Detour, but it's on the same formation we are, where they have the uh, low-grade big open pit, and they they make about 15% on the dollar of sales. So essentially, you're making 200 bucks an ounce net profit. Okay, net profit. So, you know, what are you going to pay for somebody who makes 200 net profit sometime in the future? Well... I don't know that you're going to pay more than 100 bucks today uh, because you've got to wait for this stuff. In fact, this stuff that Walbridge has, we're not going to have to wait. And what if the 200-meter undercut that they're now drilling hits? If it hits, you double all the calculations I just made. You double them. So you could be looking at, uh, you know, $2.7 billion U.S. of uh, net-realizable pre-tax value that sure might take you 4 years to get it out, big deal but those those grades are so special so i just love uh, what's likely to happen here uh, notwithstanding what happened today i mean that's just i mean those guys I, I just love them to phone me up and short me 5 million as they said yeah. last week yeah. so yeah and i guarantee if i could be buying it it wouldn't be trading here right so, there we go that's the Walbridge. okay
1: Okay, and I've got <clears throat> excuse me, I've got five remaining, so I'll just we'll try yeah. to go through these uh, as quickly okay. as we can. How about Moneta?
0: Uh, Moneta, low-grade uh, property in uh, Canada. I think that one time they sort of suggested they might have, I think, 5 million ounces. But the new management thinks, well, I, we think we can get it more to like a million ounces, but higher grade and therefore much more profit. Uh, so hopefully, uh, if the gold price keeps going, more interest will happen there. So I, I own it.
1: We haven't had a chance to talk about Novo Resources down in Australia for a while.
0: Sure. The only new thing about Novo is some of this discussion they've had on ore sorting, where they believe that the techniques of sorting the ore as it comes out of the, the mine or the open pit uh, can be very, very economic. And the numbers they present are like stunningly economic. So if there is gold in the Pilbara, they might very well be able to get it out for a very low price. So you could you maybe could could easily have less than a gram a ton and it would be probably quite profitable. So that part of it looks good and they're testing it in the field as we speak and hopefully we'll see some tangible results soon.
1: Okay, how about uh, Jaguar?
0: Jaguar, now that's a company I own about 43 or 4% of. I just met the management uh, yesterday. Things are improving there. Uh, I think the outlook for next year is quite good. They had some hedges on, which I never would have supported. Uh, that will run off uh, effectively this year. The effect of them will, will run off this year. So we'll get a full, sh- full shot at selling gold at a more appropriate price. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping we could come up with some quite surprising numbers and that people realize it's very, very inexpensive on a, a cash flow basis.
1: How about a company called Gold Spot?
0: Uh, well, Goldspot's a company I invested in that uses artificial intelligence to find mines uh, on behalf of mining companies and their own. Uh, it's just, it's a technology that I think is likely to work because they can process scads of data and uh, sort of go back, oh my, that would that really looked good, that property there where some guy drilled that 13 years ago, you know. Uh, because of whatever is in the information that maybe somebody missed, so um, it's it's a sort of a bit of a concept stock. Uh, but I'm an owner, and I think in the long run it'll do very well.
1: I just, by the way, I invested in some more Yellow Spot Irish whiskey just yesterday.
0: Just as a <laughs> <bedside>. it's delicious. <laughs> Good for you. You uh, like Irish whiskey, do you? Oh,
1: yeah. You, you, the green spot and yellow spot are terrific. So just okay. uh,
0: for what it's worth. I'm just, I'm just taking that up a little, so I'll, I'll watch out for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, and finally, how about Tudor? You had mentioned a couple weeks ago sure. you were getting ready to meet with them or something like that. Yeah. Now, I haven't
0: met with him in the I have not. Okay. I thought okay. Uh, the VP uh, exploration would come through, was coming through town on his way from Vancouver over to Europe. But that, that has not happened. I think it's still expected to happen short term. I think as they've reported some results, which were good results, but you know I really want to talk to him about well, what does it all mean there's not, not going to be any more drilling until uh the spring uh but I still believe they will have a very, very large deposit it's a great investment for a, in a rising gold price environment because these uh, low grade deposits that are will be large all come back onto the economic playing field here, so I really like it and uh I've uh, stayed active in the stock.
1: And, again, that's it for this week, but uh, I, I want to encourage everybody, if, uh, if you have a miner, a, a company you'd like to get an expert opinion on, we're going to record Ask the Expert, our monthly series next week, with Brent Cook, who is the head of a company called Exploration Insights, and I think respected, I'm sure, Eric, you know Brent. You've probably known him for yep. years. I yep. mean, gosh, brilliant guy. So, uh, please, if you have some questions for Brent, uh, he might very well have an opinion. We're recording that next week, so to get to this today or the, over the weekend. Send them to submissions at sprotmoney.com or you can tweet at SprottMoney using the hashtag AskTheExpert and uh, we'll see if Brent perhaps has an opinion uh, on the company that you have that's in question. Uh, my friend, I think that's it for now though. On our end, I want to appreciate, thank you for all your time. and very much appreciate it. This has been a lengthy call.
0: It's been fun. Look forward to next week.
1: And one more thing about next week, it is the American holiday of Thanksgiving. So with the market holiday and a market-shortened day on Friday, there will not be a weekly wrap-up next week, but we will be back Friday, December 6th. In the meantime, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks.